What's up, good people? Welcome to another edition of CAP. Let's cultivate. Hello, everyone. Let's accumulate. Hi, let's prosper. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, good people, the buzz, or one of the buzz uh, topics today is former President Donald Trump. Uh, he is being pursued on two different fronts for a lot of things he did when he was president. Um, and what's wild about that is two of the prosecutors happen to be African-American. The prosecutor for Georgia uh, is an African-American female named Fannie Willis. And the prosecutor for New York in the Manhattan office is Alvin Bragg. What do you ladies think about that? I think it's very interesting to say the least. Um, I'm curious how this is going to turn out having right. two black prosecutors. Because, you know, Trump's uh, lawyers come with some stuff. They, right. I, I'm trying not to say foolishness. <laughs> oh, but that's <laughs> but what I it is. Said it now. <laughs> they come with some. And so... Um, I can't wait to see what route they take with this. The first time that I can remember seeing, you know, the black lawyers where they come real and come raw was, of course, Johnny Cochran. So I'm interested to see how this is going to transpire. I hope, I hope that they actually can get somewhere with this. Yeah. Because I'm... Um, I'm tired. Me too. <laughs> Me That's too. all I can yeah. say in a nutshell. That makes I'm all tired. three of us. Yes, I'm with you, Eric. I'm tired. I'm tired as well. I'm like, you know, I just it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out and just, you know, let it be what it needs to be. You know, when just in general, when you do wrong you you suffer the consequences. So, you know, that's with anybody. So I'm just it's gonna be real interesting how this plays out and how the citizens will receive however is while it's playing out and then the final conclusion i think so. too that i'm sorry no you go ahead uh i think too that um in this i think that maybe they can pull out some really really tough things that can make really hopefully make the jur jury think that can make you feel like okay you know what we we need to we need to do something about him. Um, but it just is so hard to say how this is going to play out, and I can't wait to see, but I'm ready for a change in it. I can say that. Well, my take on the whole thing is this. Um, the case in Georgia is simply because of how he tried to influence the 2020 election. Uh, everybody remembered hearing the, the phone call with him calling the governor of Georgia talking about find the votes. So that within itself was something that was, you know, no one has ever done that, that we are aware of as the public. The case in New York was him paying before the, uh, back during the 2016 election when he was running against Hillary Clinton, him paying off the adult film star that he had an affair with hush money and his, somebody in his camp, you know, uh, fessed up to that. So if 
the way the American construct is, is made, they say no one is above the law. Well, we're going to really find out if that's the case. But let's just keep it real. Uh White priv- white privilege or white supremacy never plays by those ru- those those rules, and uh, we're seeing that right now. But hopefully, that some manner of justice will happen because should he get away with these things, then that sets the precedence for somebody in the near future to take it a step further. Um, so, and it just so happened that um, once again, both of the prosecutor attorneys happen to be african-american people that he's always had an angst against anyway so we we shall see if uh you know if this is truly one nation under god no one is above the law but let's just keep it real we we know how this how things have played out in the past but especially after january 6th no there's always the possibility that something can actually happen so we shall see um, he's trying to use this to his advantage with his followers. Um, but, you know, it's just too much evidence there that shows everyone else around him have, have been prosecuted or indicted. So if that has happened, then why not the person at the center of it? Right. Uh, so hopefully that uh, that will we see how this will play out. But I'm rooting for the brother and sister to do what they do. <laughs> And uh, so we can be done with the whole 45 Trump saga. But I, I don't know how, how that's going to play out. Yeah. We all were tired. Like you can say we wanted to just go ahead and be I done could, with. I couldn't say anything else. I know. <laughs> right. Mm-mm. Because it's been such a, it's been hard, especially being a black woman listening to Trump and the different things that he has done, like openly, this is out in the open. Everybody knows this, and yet nothing has been done about him. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired. Well, on a lighter note, the other buzz, I'm sure you ladies have plenty to say about it, (laughs) was what happened a few weeks back at a awards party after the Oscars or either before one or the other, I'm not sure was Miss Sierra and Russell Wilson. Sierra had on a uh, outfit that, um, that was quite the eye catching outfit. She say, mm-hmm. what, were, what are you all thoughts about that? Um, I believe it was, was it after Oscar? Like you said, Oscar's, Party who was at the party, and I, they weren't. I was hearing that it was a theme. There was a certain theme attached to it, but um, I saw that other people were th- wore things that were revealing as well. So it's like you know, why is she the only one? Not saying she should have worn it. I don't think if it was me, I wouldn't wear any of the stuff just because that's the thing. You don't have to go with the thing because there were people who did not dress as they did, including Sierra. Well, yeah, as Sierra did and other women. So I, it's so many angles you can go with that. Um, one being she is a married woman. And I, if as a husband, um, I wouldn't want my wife to go out showing what I see at home. Right. I was saying to someone, I said, you know, we t- we tell kids when they're small, private parts and all of that. So it's private for a reason because it's not for the p- 
little bit. So I just looked at it like that. Okay, some things you just, you can dress, um, you can dress nice and not show everything, even if that is the thing. So that's my take on it. That's, you not just, from a, if, as a married woman, even if you're single, I think it still was. For me, it's inappropriate, but I just think it's even more inappropriate because she, that's, she's somebody's wife. And now you are presenting yourself what he, what he sees at home. Right. So, yeah. Um, I agree with you, Shamil. Um, even if there is a theme, I believe in wearing something. I feel like me, myself, when it comes to even if they have a theme, I want to take that theme and do something with it that's tasteful. Mm-hmm. But... Still, um, I don't know if I'd say sensual, sexy, you know, still looks right, good, right, right. but leave something to the imagination. Right. With this outfit, there is nothing <laughs> left <laughs> to the imagination. You, you, there's no in-between. There's no nothing. It's just there. there. <laughs> right. It's just there. And I um, have wondered at times to each his own but men be it a significant other or it's your husband Mm -hmm. being okay with you know right your wife or your girlfriend dressing like this some men i know they have the mindset she has her own mind i want her to be who she is and i get that right but you represent each other you know what i'm saying you're one right so that's how I look at it. Wear something that's tasteful and leave something, something to the imagination. Erica says something. It's just all out there. Well, my take on it, um, Sierra is a beautiful woman. Uh, she she has a nice figure. Um, I guess it just goes with the individual guy. Uh, me personally, um, if I was with her or with someone who had a nice figure that was my lady, I, I wouldn't per se want her to wear something that revealing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if she, you know, respects my decision or how I feel on that, she would oblige. Now, I'm not knocking what she did because obviously, or the assumption is, Russell was okay with it because I'm – I would think she wouldn't have worn that if he was like, babe, nah, take that off. Don't mm-hmm. don't go out there like that. But um so you know, everyone has their different opinions on it. Um and that's that's life in general, but for the people who, you know, saying that she's a slut and uh all these derogatory things, and that's that's a bit much uh to be saying that just because she chose to wear that outfit for those who said it's empowering, she should, you got it, flaunt it, girl, and do it like that, whether you have the body for that or not, well, then that's your opinion as well. Uh, we have to realize everyone's going to have different opinions, but uh, it still boils back down to how her and Russell agree on, you know, on that, on their relationship, their marriage. Now, the thing to me is going to be interesting is I follow football, um, and I know his first season last year in Denver, he didn't have the best rapport with his Bronco teammates. And it's a little different with fellas than it is with women. Like, if that rapport doesn't get better in this new season, 
I'm wondering with any some of those young guys on that team decide to make a remark pertaining to what his wife wore. And, you know, Russell's been known as a calm dude, Christian dude. It doesn't matter, Christian or non-Christian, no one wants anyone talking about their lady or their wife. So not to say that that's going to happen, not to say that she had to think about that, but my take is just because you can do something, it doesn't mean it's always beneficial. Right. Uh, we saw what happened with Will and Jada and, and, and Chris Rock from a year ago. Um, and then Will end up reacting out of character and did something that to this day has, has cost him to some form degree. Not saying Russell's going to do something to someone on the team mm-hmm. and not saying even a teammate may say that. But then again, everyone has saw that. So if someone decides to say something slick at the mouth – you know, but all in all, uh, he liked it. Uh, he was okay with it. The assumption is, then uh, you know, there it was. But uh, it was, I was surprised because you know I know over the past few years she has been a little bit has changed up her style a little bit more than what she used yeah, to be. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, uh, but for folks calling her a slut and all that, now nah, that's. That, that that's not called for, you know. She's still a mother and a wife, but um, you know, it's just depending on the guy. I just know with me, I personally, I want my lady to wear something sexy, but um, I, it makes me think of an episode with Martin. Um, <laughs> uh, when you know, when it was an episode with two people, he was trying to get uh, some business with, and Kenya Moore played the. The guy's wife and uh, Gina thought that Martin wanted her to dress like the other lady. Mm. And he was like, I want my wife classy. I don't want her showing all the assy. (laughs) (laughs) So that episode made me think of this whole situation. But once again, it's to each his own. However they govern their relationship, so be it. You know, it's going to be, I'll just say this. Um, Like you said, what. Russell said, I wonder, I wonder what the conversation was um, prior to. We may never know, but that's just interesting. See, maybe it went down. Like, he probably didn't want her to wear it, and she said, no, I'm wearing it anyway. I don't know. We don't know. But I just think it's interesting if there was an actual disagreement that we don't know about before she wore it. That would be very interesting. It would be. Because especially considering what – you know, people have said as far as calling her a slut or saying she's empowering or whatever, um, because, you know, to do something that your husband don't want you to do, and then you have to come through the backlash, you know, there are some husbands who be like, see, I told you. Mm-hmm. And then there are some husbands who are going to be who are going to be like, OK, she's wrong, but I'm not going to put her, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Right, because right. You know, you're a couple and you should stand up for each other or whatever. So it would be interesting to see how that does play out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, our topic for today um, is the new normal. Um, And we say the new normal is, you know, what is the new normal for you in your life on how you go about different things in your life? So we've broken that down into three sub- Topics, I guess, just to say, one is how you take care of your physical, mental, and spiritual 
health. Uh, the second one is um, second topic. Second subtopic is how uh, dating, 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 and relationships. And the third subtopic: a career, career moves, career moves, career moves, and finances. So, let's dive into this. The um, the first one. How you take care of yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually. Um, I can say for myself, from a physical standpoint, I've gotten back into the gym after a unintentional hiatus over the past several months. But I've hit it kind of hard now as far as with my cardio. I've incorporated some boxing. Um, not sparring with somebody yet, so I ain't went full creed yet. <laughs> But hitting the body bag along with increased cardio and, of course, doing some weightlifting. Um, but the biggest thing has been what how my diet has been. I have cut back on a lot of things, um, increased my protein. I'm trying to watch my carbs. Um, and then just drinking more natural juices besides what I always do, which is, you know, drink water. Um, because that goes hand in hand. What you eat, along with working out, affects your physical health. Um, mental, man, we all got things that's going on. Uh, I had quite a bit that happened this week that I would not go into detail about, but we all have things going on, and sometimes you have to step back and just um, just look at things Step outside yourself and look at things as if you were viewing in the third person, I guess, at least the way I look at things. And sometimes it helps you kind of, you know, detach for a moment in a healthy way from everything that's going on because you're looking at it as if you are a viewer looking at a movie or a TV show. Mm -hmm. And you're saying to the to looking at the character and like, well, maybe you should try this. As opposed, and then you get back, of course, to yourself to to make sure you don't let anxiety or frustration just get the best of you. It'll come, yeah. no doubt, but you don't want it to stay. And then, of course, from a spiritual aspect, I mean, uh, whether you're attending church on Sunday or watching it online, um, getting a word from a pastor that that's feeding you something that can help you, but then on your own time, prayer and meditation in the mornings, at night, or whenever you set time out for just you and God. So I do that as well, especially when I'm dealing with a lot, but even when I'm not, even when things are going good, um, because I know that's important. Yeah. yeah. Right. I like to um, tie my spiritual with the mental because – Really, when I, you know, have that spiritual time, um, it affects, or when I don't have it, it affects my mental space. So, like you said, anxiety will come. But if I am um, spending time with God, it, it controls how I think. So, I kind of yeah. tie that into um, together. Uh, and just in other things I may do, you know, reading books that I'm real big on reading nonfiction books. So that helps my mental space as well. Sometimes both, like I said, I tie mental and spiritual together because me being grounded spiritually helps me, my mind. So 
Um, physical. Ooh, so many things were physical. And I think for the last probably three years, I would say, um, I think the pandemic has caused a lot of us to evaluate all these areas, actually. But um, um, the pandemic and just other things I've had to encounter in my own personal life regarding my health has changed how I eat um, and what I drink. And, you know, I'm still working on this whole exercise thing. I still need to do <laughs> I, I have a, um, well, I told one of my friends that she goes to the gym all the time. And I said, I need you to help me be accountable to do, to do at least one thing. <laughs> A week. I don't need to do cardio every day because then I'd be, you know, y'all wouldn't see me. I've been disappearing. But um, right. just some kind of movement. Um, you know, not just I'm saying just it, but my doctors, kind of my doctors are saying that you need to stretch. You know, because you know I'm sitting at a computer as well, so that's not helping when I'm not, you know, stretching and all of that. So it's it's and it's coming with age as well. Like I'm like, why you know, they be saying that after thirty, all this is going on. Yes, it's happening. <laughs> all these things. Like this didn't happen when I was in my twenties. But anyway, um just my diet has changed. Um I've tapped into, you know, trying to do vegan dishes sometimes. And so yeah. um just just cutting back. I don't know if I'll ever be like hundred percent vegan, but I try to um just do better than I was a couple of years ago. So, and that's just due to being, you know, having to do it because I noticed a change in my body when I was eating certain things. I'm noticing um, what's happening. I'm like, something ain't right. Let me figure out when I, when I change what I eat, what's happening. I noticed a difference. So that's how I work with my physical. Okay. <laughs> so I will start with the physical. Um, the physical. You guys can see I'm small. You know what I'm saying? He and Shamia small, you know what I'm saying? But um uh <laughs> I'm gonna say, not to just say totally my age, but you know, when you get to be in the forties, I would say you start looking at things. What was that again? A little Huh? What was that age again? In, in the I just 40s. said in the forties. Uh, don't yeah. start. Yeah. I, okay. I can go there with you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand. I'm, I mean, I just I, it felt good because she said after thirties, which we know that Shamel's youngest on the of the of the crew, <laughs> but you know, and I, I happen to be the senior on the crew. In a way, but yeah, we so, the same age. Yeah, so it's <laughs> whatever all that good. age is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, uh, <laughs> so whatever that age is, we're not gonna say. Let's just say it's in the forties. We're the same age, but anyway, but he is older. So yeah, I'll give him that elder. Um, but anyway, um, you know, I've always been someone who eat what I want to. Um, don't really eat a lot of pork especially not ribs and shoulder meat because it gives me a headache. So um, being in my 40s, I've kind of changed things some. Um, a few years back, I fainted once, and I realized I learned my body type. So with my body type, I need to be careful. I need to make sure that I'm getting the protein. I need to make mm -hmm. sure that... Um, I change some things around. You know, I need to make sure that I'm eating enough as yeah. well, especially for how busy I am. So I do know that. Um, but, of course, being in my 40s, and, yes, I am trying to gain weight some, but I don't want to gain bad weight, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
I want to be able to gain weight in all the right places and, uh, <laughs> and, but still be healthy. You know, right. people look at me, sometimes I'll go to the gym or whatever. I love going to the gym, doing squats. Uh, I'll do some sit-ups to keep my stomach down because, yes, skinny people can get a stomach and it's not cute. <laughs> it's not cute. Um, it's not cute for somebody to say, when your baby do and you skinny, that's, that's not cute. <laughs> but, <laughs> and it's happened before. So um, I do watch that. I do try to go to the gym sometimes. I will. I have gotten more into trying more vegan meals. So that is, and they're really, really good. So it makes it easier. But as long as I'm getting enough protein, um, I'm good. Um, my mental and spiritual, like Shamel, they kind of go hand in hand for me. Um, for my mental, I do like to have some time to myself. Um, mm, yeah. I do love reading. I will go do some driving. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm praying as I drive. Mm -hmm. I And I talk to God like I'm a very spiritual person. So I talk to God just like I'm talking to y'all like I'm like okay what's up like yeah what's up with this right. I need I need something I need some clarity because I don't do stress anymore stress uh some people say that it would give them headaches stress went to my chest so I would get pains in my chest and it's it's not a great feeling so I try to eliminate stress at all costs <laughs> oh, yeah. if I can um so driving helps me a lot um praying like I said, it goes hand in hand. Um, I go to church regularly. I've, I have all my life, but to me, being a spiritual person, being a spiritual person and being a religious person are two different things. Oh, very much so. They are two yeah. different yeah. things. And very some people so. look at it and be like, you know, you go to church. Oh, you so religious. No. And then I've gotten the Oh, you know, you're being holier than thou. No, that's what you're, that's what you're putting upon mm -hmm. me. I'm not holier than thou. I'm just right. like everybody else. I'm going to make mistakes just like everybody else. I just choose to um, focus on the spiritual side of things. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that's not saying just because I'm in the church. I try to mirror that while I'm at home, mm -hmm. while I'm at work, because it helps me keep my peace. Right. And at right. all costs, I'm protecting my peace. Protecting your peace. Um, right. And it, being the spiritual side, my relationship with God has like progressed tremendously over the last few years. So being able to use that is like some things get me upset. People be like, uh, Eric ain't gonna curse, Eric ain't gonna do this, Eric ain't gonna do that. But I'm human. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's like I want to say some things, you know, it was, mm -hmm. at, you know, even at work recently, I was like, I wanted to say yeah. some things, you know, Yeah. but, um, and it's like, people be like, you know, just go on and say it, you know, tell people what you think. And I can tell people what I think. I try to say it just as calm as possible because if I'm going to change something, let it be because of me. I don't want to allow somebody else to cause me to change my character mm -hmm. because then I don't feel right. I don't feel right, but I don't do, I don't like to do anxiety with at ever cost. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to drive. I may even talk to somebody who I know can, can give me a spiritual aspect because sometimes things can get so deep for you. Mm -hmm. 
that it can challenge your mental state. Yeah. And it can challenge your spiritual state as well. And it's like, okay, I need some help right now because I don't want to sink into depression. And I think with any of us, that's possible. Right. With everyday life, that's possible. So at all costs, if I have somebody who can help me see the other side of things, because sometimes I'm at a point I cannot pray. I can't because it's like I can't see past the situation. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time, don't look at what you see. You know, focus on, on what you can handle and let God handle the rest. But sometimes it's... You got a trying week, people at work getting on your nerves, and it's like everything coming at you, you need something that's going to help you to be able to release. Right. I like what you said. Sometimes with the physical, uh, well, you said, no, the mental, you drive take, drive somewhere. Oh, I'm good for that. I have a friend. Uber East to live in Nashville. <laughs> I will go some, visit her, you know, three hours away. That's nothing, but it gives me time to just really just, be there. I'm in the car. It's just me. I play music. I may play nothing, you know, just, you know, talk to the Lord. And so it's real. Um, it helps me too. You said music and that is so therapeutic yeah. to me. Yeah. You know, I can just get into the car and sometimes it can be completely silent, but, and sometimes it's like just music, whether it's gospel, whether it's like, I love old school music, mm. you know, yeah. I, that just like it, Loosens me up. Get me some Whitney. I'm going to be jamming. I'm going to be singing at the top of my lungs. But it's therapeutic. Oh, yes, therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. So the other part of all of this is business or career and financial. Um, so the new normal, as for me with that, is, um, of course, you know, saying goes a man or a woman that doesn't work, they don't eat. <laughs> so you, you you know that you you work in your job or whatever it is that you do, whether it's <clears throat> what your career aspiration was or if it's just a job while you are working on building your business or your brand, which I can relate to that. Um, and then, you know, the biggest thing is when you're working, but you have an entrepreneur mindset, you know, you, you're doing dual things. You're working to make sure you take care of your livelihood. But then also you're either already operating or building up the operation of what it is that you want to do for as a business for yourself. Right. All of us are, are writers, um, life coaches, and other things that are of an entrepreneur nature. So, you know, but we still have bills to take care mm -hmm. of. We still have expenses. Um, and then the biggest, the biggest key is being able to, uh, pivot and find ways to bring other streams of income. You know, most one income, unless you are, say, a person that is maybe a doctor or lawyer or happen to be a professional athlete or entertainer, and even some of them still have other streams of income, yeah, but yeah. if you're the average everyday person, blue-collar, white-collar working person, um you know, it's good to have multiple streams of income. And for me, uh, you know, getting my uh, insurance license back active now um, and just, you know, besides working on another book, stuff that's from my entrepreneur, but then I have to also work to make sure I keep the bills paid, roof over my head, food to eat, 
And so um, the days of just, you still have a few people who same job, 30 years or whatnot. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, most people, uh, it's just a new normal in the sense of you're doing more than one thing. You're maybe taking a class or getting a certification in something that allows you to, whether it's dealing with real estate or whether you're a blogger, uh, whatever the other things may be to bring in income, to expand your career, mm-hmm. um, to try new things in order to be successful and maintain a good quality of life. Yeah. I think my new normal is I noticed that a lot of people that I'm around are really just like me. Um True, true. I work a job and everything, but the entrepreneurial side is what fuels me. Um, it gets me going, and it's like I think that before, you know, you have a lot of people who grew up in that era where it's like you got to get a job. You know, it's like this mm-hmm. this order the way right, things happen. Right. You go to college. And you get this degree so that you can get a good job, you know, and be able to make enough money. And then you can get a pension and you can get retirement and you can get this. And that's what a lot of people feel like. That's the way it's supposed to be. It shouldn't deviate from that. And it's like, it's the new normal. You know what I'm saying? This is where we are now. A lot of people are wanting to start their own business or they have what they call a side hustle. I don't even call it a side hustle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's my business. Right. It's what I do. It's It has made me who I am. And in a sense, you know, years ago, I was the one with low self-esteem or, you know, kind of shy or whatever. And to know that now I'm doing more speaking, I didn't feel like I could ever do that because I'm the quiet type, you know? Mm -hmm. So it has like brought me out of my shell and now I'm able to help other people do the same. I love doing it. It's what, it's what fuels me. Um, My goal is to have the job that can help me take care of everyday life, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to take care of the bills and everything. But Mm -hmm. I would love to get to a point where, it's doing what I love. When you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like work anymore. That's true. That's very true. You know, true. You, you wake up in the morning and you feel rejuvenated. You feel refreshed. Is it easy? No. By no means. <laughs> it's not easy. But we give 40 hours a day <laughs> to someone else punching in on their time clock. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I don't knock anybody for that but for me i'm really embracing my new normal in this i'm i'm embracing it yeah i um you made me think of tabitha brown where you said it's my business that's my business that's (laughs) it (laughs) but um you know i have just going back to when i was first went to college i was supposed to be an accountant like so i've been shifting since i left well since I left college, I've been shifting, and now I'm not even nowhere near, well, I won't say I'm nowhere near accounted because of the entrepreneur side, but um, I'm in educa- well, been in education and social services, so, but, and I'm going to go back to the pandemic because it has, 
I had time to think <laughs> at the house, couldn't go anywhere. And at the peak of it, I had a, had a surgery. So I was at home for like two months, just that, you know, not just there, but I had time to really slow down because I'm, I'm busy. So I slowed down. I was forced to slow down. And it just got me thinking about a lot of things. And some things I noticed working in social services, certain skills that I had when working with clients, I said, I really like um, working one-on-one. And I was like, is it, am I tripping? Is that something I really want to get into? And so I did like a um, personality test. I forgot the name of it. It was, it's, it's, it's not some random one. It's like legit. But um, it mentioned based on your personality, you do well with working one-on-one. So into like counseling, customer service. Now, I don't want to do customer service. But I've done that. <laughs> um, that's not me. But the counseling and then interior decorate. I'm not doing interior decorating. No, but the counseling part spoke to me. And so just learning different things about myself um, as far as what I like to do professionally and in the business world because the skills that I have – obtain in social service and education are actually transferable to the business. And so that's the beauty of that. Um, I've been able to learn so much that I can tie into, uh, once I do full-time entrepreneurship, I can apply to that. And so, but I have, like I said, additional income, different streams of income I have tapped into since I been writing and started doing coaching, helping other authors. So it's just, it's just so many things I thought about at home. Cause like, I'm like, I like, it just gives you time to think about what you really want your lifestyle to be and how can I live this particular lifestyle and, and work, what career will allow me to live this lifestyle? That's how I looked at it. What is it a career that I have to allow me to be very flexible with what the lifestyle I want to live? So I've been trying to do things that would get me to that point. And that will call for me to leave the nine to five <laughs> to order me to do that. So yes. Yeah. Um, you said something though, um, when you mentioned with the degrees and everything, I, you know, I went to college Mm -hmm. and a lot of times, you know, people will go to college for with one thing and then they end up doing something completely different. different. Just like me, uh, you said, (laughs) and when I went to college, it's like, I love working with youth Mm -hmm. and I've always been into the arts Mm -hmm. and, um, so I went to college and I'm thinking, first I thought, okay, I'll do something with the youth. Then I was like, maybe theater. And then I was like, I don't want to actually major in theater. Mm-hmm. So I changed that and I ended up graduating with bachelor's in social services and the master's in leadership. So in both of those, it's like, you know, with leadership, you can get something dealing with human resources. I would love a job in like recruiting or training or something like that. Mm-hmm. But what I've realized is, although I love working with youth, it's like I have, using this word a lot lately, pivoted. <laughs> I have pivoted so it's not like I'm not working with youth as much. I never thought there would be the day. Mm. Um, I do creative arts but I'm more into the speaking the coaching and the writing part like more writing more books rather Mm -hmm. than just writing plays but in getting that social services degree I feel like that's something that I could use in the corporate world 
However, I'm still using it within my business as well because in social services, it's still counseling. The coaching still falls along in that. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to use that. And then getting a master's in leadership, although I can use that in the corporate world, I can also turn it right around and be a leader in my own organization. I don't look at things as there's a manager and there's a leader. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and yes. they are two different they are. things. Yeah. They are, yes. Yeah. I have had, you know, supervisors, and they show they're a manager, but a leader get right out there in the trenches with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. you get out there. Yeah. You're going to work with them. It's not just about you do this, you do mm-hmm. this. There's so much more to leadership than just delegating. Than just delegating. And that part in delegating, you got to realize you can't do this all by yourself. Correct. You cannot. My thing is not just to have a whole bunch of followers. Yes, I do want followers, but I also want to uh, lead in such a way that others start to grow as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people that help me. I do a conference. I've helped people that, that were helping me with the conference, but I'm having to find new people to help me with the conference. And it's a good problem to have because the people who were helping me they're starting their own businesses and they're doing things. And I love seeing that I'm a big advocate for somebody starting their own business and wanting to do their own thing. I coach people about, you know, learning what their purpose is. So I am huge into that. So just when you said that about the degrees, it helped me to see, although I have degrees that I can use in the corporate world, I can turn it right around and use it in what I love to do as well. Right. Well, yeah, just to finish up that part of what we spoke about, um, I've had my degree from Tennessee State University as computer science. I've utilized my degree um, at a few jobs, which usually were contracting jobs. And when I was teaching in the school system, I taught a computer science class. Um, but never would I thought I would have been become an author. I have. Um, I've had previous and uh, numerous speaking engagements, second podcast here. Uh, so the pivot is real. Um, it's, you never know where your life is going to take you. Right. Um, but you got to be flexible and open to it and just use the skills that God has blessed you with. Right. Right. So, you know, with that being said, the, the third and last thing we speak about is the new normal when it comes to dating and relationships um far as for me being a single guy um you know when i'm not busy whether it's working or working on my purpose i should say um i'll find time you know i'm gonna go out and do what i like anyway whether that's going to the movies going to a concert uh what have you there will be times where i will be accompanied by uh female companionship to go on a date or go to one of those functions or whatnot. My thing is um, I tend to allow things to kind of happen organically. Uh, you know, if I show interest in a woman and she shows interest in me, we, we just see how things flow. Everybody got a lot that they're doing, um, you know, with their own personal lives. Um, so I don't force anything, but I also don't like, my time being wasted. Right. You know, now if we strictly, it's if it's more so just a friendship, 
whether it's from my end or from their end, I just like people to be up front, and I'm cool with that. Um, but if it has the potential, I just like for things to kind of just, you know, go with the flow to see how things, you know, develop and not force the issue, not put pressure on anybody or, or whatnot. And so that's how I look at that because I've been, this is 2023, so I've been four years removed out of um, a serious relationship that I was once in. So I'm just enjoying life, you know. Now, some people, to some people, aspect they may look at is like, so are you out here just dating multiple women? Well, when I go out, uh, when I choose to go out, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not to the sense of it's like just all the time. Mm-hmm. It's when I have the time, I make the time, and I'm like the Isaac brothers. I'm choosy with who I uh, relay my time to, which anyone should. Right. Uh, because the, the, for me, it's getting to know someone. I have plenty of friends. But if I'm going to get to know someone more on that tip, I want them not only to be my friend, but see if they have the potential to be my lady. Mm -hmm. So, but if we're not on the same page or if they're dealing with baggage from an ex, whether it's a child's father or ex-husband, you know, I I, I fall back because I I allow people to be themselves, but I want them to keep it real with me because I'm going to keep it real. Um, But, I don't force the issue. I mean, you know, you got to, I make time when I have time for it. Uh, anyone that knows me when I, when I don't, then it's nothing personal. It's just me handling other business. But, um, I just like people like ladies who are just being themselves. Um, and, just keeping it 100, and I'm going to keep it 100 because everybody's not out here playing a cat and mouse game. Now, true, it's still some fellas and some ladies <laughs> who, who yeah. play the cat and mouse games. Yeah. But uh, I can only speak for myself, and this is no slight to anybody else who, who does that because that's your business. Um, <laughs> but I don't because I'm, I'm at a point in my life where uh, assets over liabilities. Now, you can look good, have a nice figure, and all of that be, you know, but if your attitude stinks or you are manipulative, oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for me because I'm not fit to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Who want to deal with somebody manipulative? That, that would be interesting if they do. But um, you mentioned something about, um, you know, friends. And so I, my last relationship was almost five years ago. But um, I did have an encounter with a guy a year or so ago that caused me to think about how I approach dating. And so just the things that I was doing in my encounter with him, I said, okay, Shaman, you got to change how you move it as far as like boundaries and things like that. And so I didn't like, cause you know, when you're trying to change something you've been doing for a long time, it, it can get uncomfortable. So I had to really take do some self reflection um, after that encounter, but it was good because it's like, okay, Shamel, have you really, in your past relationships, have you um, taken the time to actually build a friendship with this mm-hmm. person? And so I, w- I would think about that a lot since that encounter. And I'm going to talk about that encounter in my next book. <laughs> so, okay. um, but I mean, it's all good. I just, I'm grateful for that um, encounter because I just learned a lot about not just myself, 
but dating in general. And then also um, this particular person had been married before. So that added even more things because so his approach to dating is was totally different from mine because I've never been married. So I it took me a minute to really figure out why he thought the way he thought because he had been married before and I have not. So it's just, it's a lot of, you know, mindsets that we can have because not just because you intentionally doing it, but, but just because how you grew up. And so it doesn't have to be like a right or wrong thing. This is just what it is. Right. But, and so you have to be flexible to say, okay, this is how they're thinking because of X, Y, Z. And then this is how you're thinking because of X, Y, Z. And are you willing to sit back and say, okay, I may need to change, you know, new normal, how I'm viewing this because I may be closed minded. I need to be open minded about, okay, maybe you can change this way the next time you enter into the dating world to pursue a serious relationship. I think both of you guys have said some very <laughs> interesting things. <laughs> um, now with me, you know, in the past I have talked to some guys had, you know, various relationships and um, it's interesting. Like I think Jerry, you said it's been four years since you've actually in, been in a relationship. You said five we're kind of same in the same realm. It's been four years for me as well since I was actually in a relationship. But that's actually being in a relationship, you know, that's who you're with, mm -hmm. nobody else. Right. Um, and I think like maybe like in 2020 or whatever, it's interesting you said you had an encounter. <laughs> <laughs> because I had one that I had never had before that mm – -hmm. Man, it was like, I was like, I remember telling a friend, I'm like, I, I don't know if I even want to date again. Because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm it, just. It can happen like that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't deal with liars. I don't. And so it made me start feeling like I love, just like you said, I love building a friendship first. Mm -hmm. Um. Not to say that I wouldn't, you know, go out with someone or whatever because I enjoy going out. I enjoy going to play pool. I enjoy doing some fun things, whether it's pool, going to the movies, going out to eat. Um, I love to hear live music. Yeah. So, you know, I love getting out. I love meeting new people. But I won't say I have a guard up when it comes to dating. But I do love building a, a friendship first because the person who I marry, like I said, I'm in my forties again, not saying the exact age, <laughs> but being in my forties and stuff. Yes. I do think about marriage sometimes. I don't know if it will actually happen, but I'm open to that. Mm -hmm. But I want to be able to say, this is my friend. Right. I, yeah. I know a lot of married couples and, they built friendships first. Yeah. And in that, I see they are each other's best friend. And I also love how they work together in things. You know, I have a friend who she sings. Her husband is the musician. You know, I have friends who are, you know, they're, they may be both life coaches or they're both doing the same thing. They're both ministers or whatever. And their relationship is like awesome on the professional side. But then when you have that personal side, they have fun together. 
Mm-hmm. I want to be able to be myself, period. If I can't be myself with the person that I'm with, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. And I want them to be able to be themselves. I want us to be able, we talked about this in the first uh, podcast, I want us to be able to communicate. Yeah. So if I can have a relationship like that, and all of that starts with the friendship. You know what I'm saying? And I love it. I love being able to go out, have a good time, and I'm with my best friend, and I feel like I can talk to them about anything. Mm -hmm. And I want them to feel like they can do the same thing for me. Right. And it is a new normal, you know, for me, simply because that encounter was a booger. Yeah. I'm going to say that about my last (laughs) encounter. But you know what? It wasn't – it was – Interesting because we did we came from two different backgrounds, and so um, you know it is it was what it was. But I from that I took a lot of valuable lessons that I can carry on to the next situation. And that's interesting too because <laughs> it's refreshing when I do meet someone who is, you know, single just like me. And when I say single, if you're not married, you're single. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's just <laughs> <laughs> what, what you uh, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but yeah, when you just how you put emphasis, you're not married, you're single, because uh, you know, you know I, it's some you people. Know what I mean, though, but I know okay. what you mean. Yeah, it's just how you said it, but I mean that's true. There's, there's <laughs> folks out there, men and women, who are married but yet still single, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. um, you know, so but, but it's like being. In that most of the guys that I have dated have been married before. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You know, so. That's, that's a whole nother episode right there. I'm so, <laughs> and I'm so used to it to the point where I'm like very, very careful even in that because uh, you've been married before. Are you totally divorced? Because mm-hmm. I've had to deal with that. You're separated. You got a fiance all up in the cut. <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyway, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Most of them have been married or, you know, some sort of whatever. Yeah. yeah. In a situation. situation. <laughs> yeah. And um, I like for you, just like Jerry said, be upfront. Be real about it. Tell me where you are. And I can go with that. You know. That's just be upfront about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's very interesting, ladies. So the new normal, we recap and we talked about taking care of your physical, mental, and spiritual self, health, rather. Uh, Secondly, business and finance moves. And last but not least, dating and relationships. So now we're moving to the next segment of the podcast, which is something we're going to try a little differently. Uh, we normally do the pick one, but now we have another uh, section that we want to introduce called Top 5. So just to let you all know, we still would do the pick one. It won't be on, t- on this episode, but we're we switching it up some. Change is good, which I'll agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we got a segment called Top 5. And so I'm going to start it off. Uh, top five things black people don't play about. <laughs> let me let me say this again. Top five things <laughs> that black people don't play about. 
One, paycheck. Okay. Two, not eating everyone's cooking. Three, who all over there? Four, for those who like doing this, playing spades. And five, start running if a crowd is running. Those are five things, in my opinion, <laughs> that black people don't play about. I yeah. Think, okay, so <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know what it is. Me and Shamil always be about to talk at the same time. Because all, it's so exciting. All of those points <laughs> is so true. <laughs> um, so um, I think I go with pretty much most of his um, because I ain't going to play about the paycheck. Mm-mm. I'm not going to eat everybody's cooking. I love to eat, especially now with, with what we were just saying about, you know, uh, the physical aspect and what we eat and everything. No, I'm not eating everybody's cooking, especially everybody's spaghetti. Mm-mm, ain't doing it. Mm-mm. But um, spades, they ain't going to play about um, spades. I've been, a, I've been an, at a lot of get-together spades or dominoes. They ain't playing. It's, it's a lot of arguments. But Start with spades. I agree with every <laughs> single one of his. The one about uh, <laughs> which, which way you running. That's funny. But um, I think the one that I would add to it is black folks ain't going to play about their kids. Oh, no. And I have been in school setting. They don't play about the they kids. They ain't going to play about their kids. No. Nah. But another thing that I know I've. For sure, and there are a lot of people like this. If it's someone that I truly care about, be it family, really a really good friend or whatever, I'm not playing with the people that I love. I ain't playing. Don't mess. <laughs> Don't mess with somebody that I really care about. Because if, you, if you're going to say something about somebody that I'm close to and I know that it ain't true and you messing up their character, hold up, Jones. Let me talk to you for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, don't play with that. And I would say too, black people don't play about they mama. Okay, no, <laughs> you're not no. gonna talk about your mama. You better not. You you, you ready for a real live war? Um, you talk about true, somebody true. mama, um, alive, not alive. You just ready for a war? Um, but you know, with the food, I want to go like a little subtopic with that. Um, uh, like she said, spaghetti. For me, with that is banana pudding. I do not eat everybody's banana pudding. And kids. <laughs> hmm. um, and then um, when you when you see people running, yes, run to. I actually when you said it, it reminded me of something that happened in TSU's homecoming. Oh, <laughs> it was a party at TSU homecoming. Now that's my alumni and now. Then, um, <laughs> me and my friends, we were going to a party and. People started running. I didn't, we didn't ask no questions. We ran straight to that bathroom. So what happened? We went to the bathroom, but after we got out, we found out that it was somebody was shooting somewhere. And so I, I don't care. I'm trying to uh run. I saw y'all run, scream. We all running. So it's that's I agree with all of those. Uh, run with somebody's run. Don't even everybody's eat up cooking. Um, who's over there? Um, that's funny. That is funny. <laughs> well, I, I, I said I that simply it. because a lot of times, even myself, you know, if you don't want to be around some people, you know, that 
it's going to bring out uh-huh. some negative energy or uh-huh. you just don't want to deal with because you may come out of character. Not that you can't control yourself, but you like, so you always feel like, okay, we they invited you to the to the get together or whatnot. Hey man, who all over there, man? You know what I'm saying? Because if, you know, you don't want to run into someone that you feel like it's going to make it awkward or you just don't have the time to deal with any, any negative energy. So, yeah. yeah. Paychecks too. Every time I know, because I know it's a shift in the paycheck. Whoa, wait, I'm sending an email. Don't <laughs> and black people don't play about leaving work when it's the shift is over. Do not play about that. Yeah. It's time to go. It's time to clock. It don't matter if you ain't probably ain't did nothing for five or eight hours. <laughs> At five o'clock, you ready to go if that's your shift. We don't play about that time clock. Mm-mm. Yes. <laughs> All um, right, so. My top five, top five desserts. Um, whew, I had to, I had to really think about that one. But um, peach cobbler, banana pudding, which I just mentioned about your bread, banana pudding, um, caramel cake. It's number three. Well, not in, these are not in particular. These are just five yeah. that I like, really like. Um, ice cream, and not any ice cream. Has to be not has to be, but I really like Hagen Dodge ice cream. Like when it's on sale, I'm I'm there. Mm. But it. <laughs> it's on sale because it's expensive. And so um, then I like oh did I this okay sweet potato pie. Don't hear about sweet potato pie either. Mm. And so and then um, I like macadamia nut cookies. Okay. Uh, my top five desserts: uh, cinnamon rolls. Good, good cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls, especially the homemade ones. I know coming up when I was in high school back in the day, those cinnamon rolls in high school were like yeah. they were delicious. Pound cake, oh yeah, carrot cake with cream <laughs> cheese frosting, <laughs> banana pudding, but not everybody's banana pudding, but banana pudding and peanut butter cookies. You know, some good peanut butter cookies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. German chocolate cake. Okay. It's not in any certain order, but I like coconut. Uh, German chocolate cake, coconut cake, sweet potato pie. Oh, y'all said. I like peach cobbler and banana pudding if it's made right. Yeah. And uh, I was kind of like, if you could, I said sweet potato. Yeah, so yeah, I said them all. So yeah, those those are mine. Um. So, we're going to go with <laughs> five hobbies. So, I love writing. <laughs> um, I love um, I love getting into, it's not just the theater side, not just the writing side, but there is a method to my madness when it comes to things i love 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 to take a song and have it acted out and i don't mean just miming Mm. but i love to get some people to literally act a song out i have had it where you have some uh people being like drug dealers you have like or you may have a couple and they're having like some issues i learned it when i was uh going up to a particular church when I was in creative arts and I absolutely love, love, love being creative like that. So I love finding ways to be creative. That's number two. Three, 
I love going to play pool. Like, it's it's just so much fun to me. I learned how to play pool when I was a little girl. We had a pool table at the house that uh, we were actually keeping for someone when they moved mm-hmm. and they didn't have room for it. So we had their pool table for a while. And I absolutely loved it. I learned to play, and I don't play as often as I like, but that is a great pastime. I love going to the movies. So um, that is a whole lot of fun to me. And another great uh, thing for me to do, or rather hobby, let me see. Um, I love, even though I'm not the best singer, I love to sing. sing. I love to sing. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been so much fun. This has been, uh, love the topic. The buzz questions was very interesting. I love um, this new game. That was a great way of us. Um, I didn't get a chance to say my hobbies though. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why yeah. I felt like, you don't, you don't want to know our hobbies? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why we, I don't know why I felt like we kept going. Y'all forgive me because I got going. But go ahead, y'all. Go, go ahead, Chanel. I was like, hold up, man. I love y'all, though. I love y'all. I love y'all. It's, it's all me. good. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, so the reason why I did top five desserts is because one of my hobbies is baking. I like to bake. I don't want to be, I don't want to open a little bakery. I don't want to do none of that. I'm, that's not my thing. At least, at least as far as now, I don't want to do that. But I do like to bake. Um, it's very ther- therapeutic for me. Um, I think I'm going to bake something next week, something new. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, bowling. I like to bowl. And I can't go out with a group, of, not by myself, but um, because I never tried going bowling by myself, but with a group of people um then i this is something new that i've started i don't know where it came from but i like it um buying going to the store and buy different color roses like i'm trying to figure out i was telling my friend i'm trying to figure out if i have what's my favorite flower because i think somebody asked me that or i read it somewhere but i was like i don't know i don't have a favorite flower let me figure this out so so far roses have been my favorite flower so i would go to to a store, it don't have to be the same store, but different stores get different color roses, and I like the yellow roses. Those are really pretty. Um, and this is something my friends really get on me about, but I don't care. It's my business, so this is what I'm gonna do: <laughs> collecting mugs. So I collect mugs for holidays, Christmas, Easter, um, Valentine's Day, like all the Thanksgiving. I'm collecting mugs, and so, and then also when it's uh, cool, hot. I'm gonna collect tumblers, like water bottles. I'm just that's it. And so, uh, I think I, that is four. That's four. Okay, number five, going to listen to live music. I love that. I love it. <laughs> well, um, my top five hobbies well, five hobbies that come to mind that I like to do like traveling, vacation. Um, Love doing that. Can't wait till I get to the next one here pretty soon. Uh, going to music and comedy concerts. Uh, eating delicious food. So trying different foods, different restaurants, stuff like that. But eating good food. Um, like to read and write. So me being an author, I mean, I don't know too many authors who <laughs> don't like to read or write. And, you know, uh Nuclear alert, flash alert, sex, 
Those are my five. five <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest with you. No judgment zone, but yeah. So, um, of course, within a you know, within its proper confinements, but yes. So those are the five things I like to do. They ain't said nuclear. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are our viewers, first of all, forgive me, y'all. Forgive me. I no, you good. I was just lost. It's all good. <laughs> um, so um, for those of you who are viewing with us, make sure that you are subscribing, comment, like, share. We want to hear from y'all. Um, and uh, with our next scene, we want to make sure we continue to hear from you all. Keep coming with the questions, banana peel questions, to the cap podcast three at gmail.com. So now let's go with our next banana peel for the day. Y'all, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So my ex and I are co-parenting our two teenage children, my son 16 years and my daughter 14 years. I've spoken to both of them about sex to my son. I say, wear protection. To my daughter, abstain. My ex thinks I'm being biased. I don't think so. What do y'all think? Well, that... Who was um, that? Omar from Olive Branch. Omar from Olive Branch, Mississippi. Sorry. Well, you know, that that's very common for people to do that, to um, give a whole different uh, advice as far as sex to the, the girl than the boy. But um, for me, I, it should be the same um, because, that, I mean, that's just me and my own personal values. But you can't tell the daughter to hold back but tell him the son because the son, if you tell him not to hold back, who is he having sex with? If if the daughters are telling this story and the son is saying this, or the son is getting this advice, is it is biased. It is biased, and so I think they both should get the same same advice, regardless of what culture is saying as far as regarding men and sex and all that. Because I think that's 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 like I said, that's very common. It's a very common response when you having that talk with your children. So that's my take. I think it should be the same, Omar. Um, and then they need to talk about, um, just really have a discussion about why it's the, the advice is changing. Why doesn't he think this is biased? Well, Omar, man, I, you know, I see where you're coming from to a certain extent. Uh, I don't have a daughter. Um, Man, my son uh, is fully grown, but back when he was young, um, and I'm sure he's going to see this podcast, so I'm I'm, a, I'm not going to just go all out, but he did come to me when he decided to do that. Um, well, he called me, actually, because he, um, we were, of course, in two different cities, um, and I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was at the gym, and... Um, and so, no, I'm thinking he just called me, called me because he went to high school at a boarding school up north. Uh, it was an academic high school, so he, you know, it was almost the equivalent of a mini college. Uh, and, but I was glad that he, you know, came to me about it. Um, you know, once my when my parents divorced, I I really 
didn't get a chance to speak to my dad in regards to that. So I kind of learned things on the fly, did my own thing um, growing up. But um, so to pivot back to what you're saying, Omar, um, it just really depends on how you go about the conversation. You know, I know if you're saying, telling your son, if you should do this, decide to do this, then wear protection. And I know it's, it's, it's hard to fathom your daughter doing that. Um, so, you know, you you want to look at, like you hear the term, daddy's girl, mama's boy. You want to be like, I need you to abstain or whatnot. But, you know, girls and boys are going to do what they want to do out here because we've all been young. So none of us have a uh, just this squeaky clean and we may not have done some things that others have done but so when you become parents it's, it's you see things from a different scope um it may seem somewhat biased and it, it does have a little biasness with that but i get it you know you you looking at this is your daughter she can if she were to get pregnant you see the evidence of what she's done mm-hmm. if your son was to get someone pregnant not that it, it didn't happen, but, you know, you won't know until there's a blood test. But all in all, you should talk to both your sons and your son and daughter about, you know, hey, there's plenty of time for that. Uh, but should you decide to do that? Because we know you, you're not going we're not going to be around you 100 percent of the times, uh, you know, Go about this, even if it's as hard as it could be to tell your daughter that, because I'm only, I can only imagine it would be, because you don't, you know, that's just not something you want to tell your teenage daughter at any age, but especially at 14, like, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, and then you and your ex uh, should, should have that conversation um, so it won't create a division because the children will see that. Well, mama tripping. On our daddy tripping. Yeah. So that's how I think you should handle that. But I understand mm-hmm. why you would, you don't you know, want to think of your, your daughter out there with some old knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, but, you know, at the same token, you don't want your son uh, to just be out here being that knucklehead with a lot of other people's daughters um, yeah. and end up making you a grandparent before you're ready. But talking to them, I applaud you for talking to them both about it because, you know, um, there's a lot of parents who who, who don't do that. They, and their yeah. children end up learning about the ins and outs of sex on their own. Right. And then it's a trial by error phase with that. Uh, that can end in a lot of things, unwanted pregnancies, possible STDs, or any type of you know, if they're not emotionally ready for that, any type of trauma that can that can build up other things. So, um, that's what I would tell you, Omar. But I salute you for talking to them both about it, and I and I under, I understand where the biases come in at, but you you just gotta you gotta lay it for both of them, and then hope that they both make. Uh, a sound decision, you know. Yeah, um, that's good. It is good, Jerry. That was that was really good. That was really good too, Shamil. Um, wow. But uh, <laughs> I like that he did cover both aspects, and I can see why she would say that it was being biased. I can see that, but um, 
I would agree that it would be good to kind of, I would say it would be good to say the same to both. Um, because in any perfect world, yeah, you would want, want your daughter to abstain and you don't want your son out here getting somebody pregnant or anything. But, you know, I think a lot of times we know that, how can I say, uh, the, me, the men's sex drive seems tends to be a lot higher. So, you know, it's you feel like at some point it's going to happen with mm-hmm. them. Anyway, so at least make sure you use protection. But I also feel like that when it comes to the daughters, yes, we want them to abstain. But if you're going to say it to the son, you need to make sure you say it to the daughters too because these men are having sex with someone. Yeah. That's first. And you, I think you should know the aspect the the girl should know the aspect to both sides not just saying abstain but then if you decide you're not going to abstain you're just looking for him to wear protection but there's birth control for women too mm-hmm. so i think you need to make sure that you look at both aspects of that omar so i would say yeah it is kind of biased i can say i can see that so i would say Say the same to both because there could be the chance be the chance that your daughter decides to abstain and she needs to understand, too, that there's birth control out there as well. So both of them need to be protected. All right, Omar, I hope you have um, taken heed to the advice we're giving and make the best decision for the kids and um, you and your ex. And don't forget to send your questions to the cat podcast three at gmail.com. Please people keep sending, <laughs> keep sending those questions to us. We'll do our best to, to give you some sound advice. None of us are perfect as that's not just a cliche. We know that, but we really do try to give you the best sound advice and that. And also definitely send your questions to the cat podcast three at gmail.com male or female married or single. With children or without, <laughs> send them. Send them. Um, this is good. This is good. Um, yeah, so now comes the time. We've had the buzz. We've had the topic. We've had the uh, top five things. We've had the banana peel. Now we get into our own personal segments, and we're going to make this quick. Um course mine is the detours moment um and i've had like different people come up to me quite a bit um it's like even in conversations i can be at church and my pastor will be like so erica so they took this detour (laughs) and then i've had a friend who came up to me who called me once they was like you know it was like a few months ago when it was like ice and snow and everything and was like erica i had to um i was out and i was driving it was ice on the road so i had to take a detour (laughs) um so it's starting to become quite obvious i'm the detour queen or or what (laughs) or whatever and i did not um intend on taking it that way it was just in doing a play and what I have started to see is that 
Uh, these detours are coming, y'all. Uh, be it a job, be it um, a relationship. And I think that now is the time to learn to embrace it. Um, don't get lost in it. Just learn to embrace it because they are going to come. I don't care if you are male, female, children, adults, whatever. The detours are going to come. So learn to embrace it. Yes, embrace the detour. Right. <laughs> all right. This week's Forget All That Moment is free yourself by forgiving yourself. So whatever happened that you did that you didn't like in their last relationship is done. You can't go back to it. You can't change what happened. But all you can do now is forgive yourself and move forward. Because if you do not forgive yourself, you'll stay stuck in the past. And so we all about forward movement. Take what you can, the lesson you learn. And I've had to do this myself. I, I've spent a lot of things I've done in different situations with the opposite sex that I didn't like. But I said, Shamil, well, you can't change it. But you can't change it. So, but what can you do going forward? And that make and that took some um, accountability. I've had to um, have friends to help me with that. So, but free yourself by forgiving yourself and move forward. All right, ladies, both of those points were good. So let me drop the brain drop on you. <laughs> Regret looks back. Worry looks around. Faith looks up. I'm going to say that again. Regret looks back. Worry looks around. Faith looks up. In essence, we all have things in our life that we regret, so we'll look back, reflect back on those things. Uh, worry when things are happening you're looking around to try to find how to correct whatever the crisis or whatever the issue is but at the end of the day you have to exercise your faith which you're going to look up to God you're going to look up to God whether through prayer through meditation through fasting or whatever way or all three that you decide but just remember that you know it, it things come things will pass um but you don't want to look back. You don't want to look around. You want to look up for the answer. And it's always the good Heavenly Father. And so it coincides with your faith. So just remember that. So everybody, we thank you all for tuning in to another episode with us here on The Cap. Myself, Shamel, and Erica. Um Keep on subscribing, subscribing, subscribing. Keep watching, sharing it with friends, sending your banana peel questions. We are going to continue to move forward progressively and being uniquely how we are to just cultivate, accumulate, and prosper. That's what all of us are trying to do in this life. So keep supporting us. Um, and look forward to you tuning into this episode and our next episode uh, that we should have a, another special guest come about. So until the next time, be sure to cultivate, accumulate, and prosper. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>